Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. LNC. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Sputters Sputner. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President Sen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start with Deep Breath, which was the first episode for the new Doctor, new season, Peter Capaldi, his first trip out. Our rating system that Fuchsia is going to explain for you. At the lower end of the rating scale, which is, of course, as you know, based on a 70s prostitute or gigolo, and how much or how little you are prepared to pay for their services, we have the free BJ, where you're not parting with anything other than, well, the obvious, for the services provided. Then we have the $5 hooer, the $10 hooer, the $20 hooer, disease-free and not too bad, and then the top of the bunch, the creme de la creme, the $50 hooer. Splendid. So, who wants to start? Okay, it's useless when I say that. (laughs) Useless, because nobody ever makes a fucking decision. Right, I'll start. I will go for a 10 with a tip, and the tip is, go and visit the fucking British Museum and see how big a T-Rex is before you decide one's swallowed by a TARDIS. Yes. Sen. Flat 10, same reason. Terry. That's why you're giving it a 10. Oh, no, I got better reasons. Oh, I got fucking less. Oh, okay. As long as you got better reasons than that, because that's minor. No, it's not. I give it a 20, and I'm comparing it to other regeneration stories. For me, it was the best one out of the other three that we've had. Well, except except for the McGann miniseries, which which is brilliant. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't counting the McGann. The McGann's definitely way awesome. Well, this is a hard one, because Capaldi was good in it. The rest was... Shit. Yeah, we'll do the review. Just give um, us the fucking number. Five with maybe a pat on the back for vaguely attempting something, you know, like you give to children when they at least attempt to make a bit of an effort. Yeah. To be fair, it's a regeneration episode. We never get to see the Doctor in the regeneration episode. We're lucky if we get to see the Doctor in the first fucking season, to be honest. Right. Unless it was Tom Baker. Eccleston. Yeah, well, you know, Capaldi hasn't fucking said he's doing an extra season. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath, no, mate. No, he's only got a year's contract. Mm. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not going to do my review first because it sounds like everybody's got the same problems as me, but I've got a list as long as my arm. Capaldi is fucking great, but I didn't see the doctor in him yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Would somebody else like to go first and then I can sort of tidy up after everyone else has had a go? The only reason for me this got a 10 was because Capaldi and everyone who was around him acted better because he's so fucking good. Yeah. He's such a brilliant actor. He's he's classically trained. He's seasoned. He's experienced. He can make anything you throw at him, even this horseshit, believable. He's such a great actor. I was never sold on Clara as a companion all last yep. season. And it took, mm. what, the first 10 minutes of this for me to completely buy her. Her interaction. Really? Oh, wow. Her, yeah, okay. I her agree. Her interaction with Capaldi is absolutely brilliant. Mm. See, the thing for me is she looks very young. And yet she was the adult in the Smith 
Clara relationship. And it just didn't fly for me. That that never worked. That dynamic didn't work. Having a young, inexperienced human, albeit an unusual one, she is the impossible girl. But it never flew for me with her knowing things like she did that the doctor didn't. Just being more mature. This, though, this is different. I love this interaction. This is brilliant for me. The rest of the episode was a steaming pile. It had no <laughs> redeeming qualities for me whatsoever. It really didn't. The Clara doctor interaction, watching the two of them find their way and the new doctor slowly emerge. Every time it was just the two of them, I loved it. Everything else was a waste of my evening. I think it could be described as a strax of an episode. Oh, oh don't you start talking Oh, that's what? the worst review possible. What a waste of oxygen on set and in my living room every time Strax appears. Oh, my God. This kid-friendly episode bullshit. I sit in front of a classroom of kids every day, and I have at least half a dozen in every class that are Doctor Who fans. They hate that shit. I don't know how fucked up your kid is, Muffet, but most kids don't like horse shit. They like good episodes with a good story. How old are you? It's all slightly older, though, let's face it. I mean, I know oh, kids oh, are oh, eight. Who loved this? Well, yeah, because it's got dinosaurs puking up. It's, it's got... not a fucking dinosaur. It's a, it's I know a it's fucking not. thing that looks like a dinosaur. It's when I was when I was five, <laughs> I could have told you that that dinosaur was wrong. Even Gigantosaurus doesn't look like that. They only did it because he wanted to, to swallow the TARDIS. Oh, shit. Deja vu. Yeah, We've had this argument about correct. the John Pertwee episode where the dinosaurs yeah. were also the wrong There size. is no <laughs> excuse when the parent company making the program has made walking with dinosaurs and made a damn fortune out of it. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole premise of the episode. <laughs> it's not like it's just some little side thing. Oh, so there's a dinosaur. No, that was yeah, why we were the having episode a discussion happened. Today about the fact that, you know, how once upon a time hitching a ride on the outside of the TARDIS led to you being torn apart by the time vortex, whereas now every bugger's doing it. Um, oh, I know. It's the effect of the time vortex. It made it bigger. Oh, shit. God Sorry. damn it. Not small. <laughs> like I'm trying to find an excuse. There is no excuse. It's sloppy. That's the whole problem. It's just sloppy. Yeah, the episode was sloppy. But by the end of it, I'm sorry, the entire episode was worth it for me for the last scene where we saw Capaldi kind of settle himself. Yeah, that was nine seconds of the doctor. Mm -hmm. Just the way he held his hands and the way he held his body. The whole coffee. Chips. Coffee and chips. It was just so nice that he harked back to that little bit of tenant with the chips and it was beautiful. And what about Missy, eh? Oh, I don't give a shit. I really don't care. It's going to be awful. No matter what it is, it will be awful and disappointing. It's all right with me because for once, I'm glad that it isn't some kind of really intrusive long arc that is like really upsetting the the rest of the storytelling you know i'd rather have it be the mention of torchwood or the short scene of missy i'd rather have it be that and i don't have to fucking think about it and here's the thing though what you said fuchsia if it's just mentioned in each episode and there's not this gargantuan build-up it won't be such shit if the season ender just ties together some things and we find Mm -hmm. out who she is but if every episode hinges on nothing but that and you can't live up to the build-up yeah but the way it's being done right now i think it'll probably be cool. I don't think it will. He's he's done this to us too many times for me to believe that he's actually going to pull it off because what the hell is she? From the first episode, 
She's an audience cipher. She doesn't know anything that the audience hasn't seen. So when mm-hmm. she says, oh, did he kill you or did you jump? It's like, well, if you're some all-powerful being who knows everything about the but doctor... But she's not some all-powerful being. You'd know that. They've never said that. They've, they've, they've never, never said that. that. They've all... But she's sh- being creepy and calling him my boyfriend and stuff like that. She's yeah. just yeah. creepy. And I love saying, the, the teeth, and though. <laughs> What's that about? I, like and then, and I quite like her. See, I quite like her. Um, but she's not the fucking then, Rani. If one more person tries to convince me it's a Rani... I'm no. Jesus. No, the Ronnie, the Ronnie, she's, she's not. She's not in love with the really doctor. Sad and pathetic. Yeah, yeah. be nowhere near as good as all the things I think it could be. But I quite like her as a bit of a mystery, and they're playing it nice and soft. So let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good I, with it too. I'm happy. I, I'm done. I definitely liked it more than any of you. <laughs> On my first viewing, I was in a really good mood, and I was really ready to like it. On my second viewing, which was finally a version with subtitles, because Amazon doesn't deliver the episode until, like, late the next day on Sunday night. And I was just like, screw that. I'm not going to wait till then. So I found other ways to watch it. And all the things that I excused on my my first viewing, and I was conscious that I was excusing, they just didn't Hmm. seem to bother me because I was in a really happy mood. That's (laughs) Doctor Who was on, and it was Peter Capaldi. And he was pretty awesome as the doctor, I have to say. But the second viewing, I was just like, oh, fucking Strax. You know, fuck yeah. you, fuck off. That is not a Centauran. I'm sorry. Any new Whovians who might be listening. Yeah, but they've made a whole point not... of saying that he's not. Yeah, yeah but, but it's more reminding. than that. We need to kill a Centauran how... episode to remind us that Centauran yes. on shit. Yeah, right. How defective is he really? I mean, he should just be put down. Seriously. Um, stick a cork in the probic vent and down he goes <laughs> exactly it was just bad but um, as far as Capaldi he was amazing my favorite scene was the alleyway with oh, the, yeah, yeah, the bum who was yeah. uh, Liz Sladen's husband was the mm. actor in that and he was fantastic too both of them were really good and he played that terrified you're fucking way crazier than I am Stay the fuck away from me. Does it bug you that the doctor can talk to everything? Yes. It bugs me that he couldn't in the original series because if the TARDIS is is capable of Mm -hmm. doing that with any reasonably intelligent Mm -hmm. being, then yes, he should Mm -hmm. be able to. Because really, the evolutionary gap between a Time Lord and a human is not that much wider than it is between a Time Lord and a spider. Yeah, and after all, he is half human on his mother's side. Oh, don't bring that up. (laughs) That's the reason the canyons can't understand horse or dinosaur or whatever. Is it because they're not because they're not hung like around a, the TARDIS for long enough because they haven't got the yeah, it, Russell on Imperator. Mm-hmm. It's this little thing known as plot flangium. Oh, like Dalekanium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. There's an awful lot more plot flangium in the next episode, but it's there in quite stupendous proportions in this one as well. Be- I've had that before in the middle of winter, plot flangium. <laughs> Are you happy, Terry? Yeah, I'm not done. I'm not done. done. Fuck, go on then. Well, we just went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. There were so many references, but um, for me, I really liked when he looked under the bed. I just saw Pertwee looking under the bed in his regeneration episode. And then when he was in the alleyway and when he looked down at the mirror, the mirror on the floor, that was like McGann reference. I did enjoy when he was sleep talking and how he called back to that later on in that last wonderful scene with Clara. And he's like, you just don't see me. Can you just like look at me? 
I thought that was beautiful writing. I liked really? it. I liked this a lot more than you guys. I thought there was a lot of really neat things in it. I think the lizard woman was a little annoying in that whole Zen thing. You stop seeing the veil when you stop seeing her or whatever the fuck she said. I, I just thought that was like so fucking cheesy. No, the veil was there and then you took it off. Okay. She was not on drugs. She wasn't hallucinating. Also, the fucking microscopic close-up on the kiss between the two women. I have no problem with lesbians kissing. What I have a problem is with someone that tries to hit me over the head with a mallet. They wouldn't have done that with two heterosexuals transmitting oxygen, would they? It was just like so out of place and awkward in the context of a action sequence. So, oh, gosh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I six. But we don't complain. We're not like America where we complain about Hey, come off. 560 odd like, people yeah. complained about the whole thing on Bake Off. So, you know, I think we've pretty much got our priorities right. Sabotage versus ladies kissing. Yeah, more people were upset about cakes. That's right. <laughs> That makes total sense it. because you guys eat it. so much pastry and cakes. It's ridiculous. It seems to me that there were two different episodes going on here. Mm-hmm. There was a very carefully written sequence of things to do with the regeneration. Little, you know, homages to, to previous doctors and scenes and regenerations and all of this that was really intricate and detailed and well done. And then the actual story itself, it's like they literally walked on set and went, oh, shit, we need a story. I didn't mind that smaller story. I, I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was well done. It was fun. It, the little restaurant, and then it like takes off. I thought that oh. was interesting. I love the mechanical man. He was really well done. I just don't understand why Moffat has to respond to the internet. You know, I know fans were fearful of a older guy and stuff like that, but I, I don't know why so much of the writing ha- had to be about that. I tend to agree with him on this, Terry. As I mentioned before, did it I'm, well, I, I'm I around... Just- a lot of teenage fans and that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the money comes from for this mm-hmm. and I'll tell you teenagers do not react well to their heartthrob turning into a 60 year old man I've watched the opinion among a lot of the kids I'm around take a nosedive when they introduce Capaldi something mm-hmm. had to be done and I think it was done in actually a really good way Okay. Well, other than that, Clara suddenly is like three-dimensional, so that's really nice. She's an actual human being. Mm. They had that Donna thing going on, the Donna 10 banter and mm. like real... Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, not even a patch on that. No, but it, it's, it was a flavor. I got that. It didn't seem flirty and stupid as before, mm. so I'm done. Well, as you know, I'm the only person here who actually likes the the terrible trio. But I have to agree with Terry and Sen, the fact that it felt like two different episodes. They obviously wanted an 80-minute episode. It could have been done in 60. It should have been done in 60. It didn't need the extra fannying on around the edges because it really didn't add anything to the story. The stuff with Capaldi was great. I mean, he is mesmerising no matter what he does. He's absolutely brilliant. I'm still not getting Clara. I don't like her. I really don't. I, I like her less and less the more she's in it. The fact that they've jettisoned the interesting stuff about her is only making it worse for me. The fact that they keep calling her the impossible girl, but she's suddenly forgotten that she's met every incarnation of the Doctor and, oh, yes, he's different people. Mm. That's what she was chucking her toys out the pram yeah. about. It was like, oh, I don't know who he is. Oh, I don't know what's happened. What's Straight happened? Up. Why has he changed? It's just like, yeah. for God's sake, woman, you're supposed to have met all of them. It's a good point. Yeah, I've thought about that. And then someone was saying that basically what happened in that whole thing when she jumped 
jumped into the time stream and the yada 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 everything became undone in the next story and uh, I don't yeah know but they what never was... they never dealt with what happened or they never dealt yeah. with how he got her out or what the yeah. consequences yeah. of him getting her out were they've just forgotten all about it or rather they're not dealing with it because they don't know how to which is right. what they've done it's... with far too many plot threads since Moffat took over as showrunner if it doesn't instantly do whizzy things I mean he's back to not even being able to keep continuity <laughs> straight between his own episodes mm. because yeah. this was contradicting things that happened in Matt Smith's last episode bless him I did have a bit of a blub when he turned up that poor lad I really do miss him and he was very badly served by the series in the end that um, last story yeah god well not just the last story just in general as much as I enjoyed seeing him and it was lovely to see him again it was the fact that I think they should have left that alone. I think they should have had more mistrust between her and Capaldi. If you're going to spend so much of the episode going on about she doesn't know who he is, she can't trust him, and then one phone call goes, yeah, no, it's all right now, it's all sorted. It's just like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. No. No, yeah, keep that tension there. You're right, because I enjoyed it so much, and I was sorry that it was so resolved so quick. You're absolutely right. But that's what they've spent far too much time doing. They put the good ideas out there, and they seem to panic, and they finish them off too quickly they don't mm. give them time to develop into something good or they obviously haven't bothered to think through where things are going so that if they do let them develop they're you know immensely disappointing i'm really 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 hoping that all the stuff he was going on about in the alley with like i've picked this face for a reason i oh wonder God. why i've oh, picked yeah. this face what yeah. am i trying to tell myself i'm really hoping they don't forget that but i've got a horrible feeling yeah. they're going to i think that might pay off they've been talking about it for a while yeah. Oh, I hope so, because it was good. I was having a chat uh, about this with a friend the other day. I do have friends. He's actually one of the guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. who works on the Doctor Who role-playing game. Oh, you mean, you just... mean he just owe him money? Oh, okay. No, I don't owe him money. Walt's <laughs> lovely. Me and Walt have very good discussions about Doctor Who, and he's just written the Pertwee source book and the Tom Baker source book. Go and have a look at them if you haven't seen them. They're beautiful. And I'm not on commission. Right. Um, I'm not on commission. They're very nice. <laughs> <laughs> And we were having a chat about this, and he just went, so what is this with all the 51st century spaceships crashing into Earth in the past? Why the hell aren't the time agents investigating this? Where the hell was Victorian Torchwood? And why aren't Jenny and Vastra members of it? Fair point. But, you know, they've they've met the main entry qualification for it. Yeah, Yeah. well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying there, Fuchsia. Either they're part of Torchwood or they're at war with Torchwood. Um, don't forget the 21st I mean, century was when it all changed. It didn't change because there was a dinosaur in yeah. the fucking... Eccleston said it was when it all changed, when people started mm. realising there was more to the universe. Yeah. But they didn't apparently notice the giant fucking dinosaur I know. in the middle of I the town. Or the Cyber um, King, for that well, matter. But that's another story. Oh, don't, that don't that, go that go got reset anyway, so that's all right. Yes, Cyber King was equally as awful. Why did he have to recycle the clockwork numpties? I mean, of all of the episodes that he did... Are you guys going to leave me anything to talk about at all? I didn't mind that. You said you Fuck. There's not going to be much mopping up, is there? And, um, yes, there is. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, is that, like, you know, of all the episodes that he did in the RTD run, Girl in the Fireplace was by far the weakest. The Renette plot with the Tenth Doctor was great, but the Clockwork Numpties plot was terrible. And the fact that he brought them back in a slightly different way, it was just as unengaging this time. And it was just kind of like, oh, what? Really? Oh, I love oh, I like it's the next spent. Doctor. It's a hot air balloon. Woo. Made out of skin. Made out of skin. Hey. No. Yeah, that felt a bit flat. I, I love the suspense of Clara trying to wander around on her own, uh, surrounded by all the androids and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah. good. 
Yeah, it was just ultimately sloppy and ultimately disappointing, apart from Capaldi blazing through everything like a bright hot light. It's funny because sloppy and disappointing don't normally go together, I've found. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. that, ladies and gentlemen, is a fearless leader's contribution to this discussion. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll leave it there. No. Until next time. No, go on. Go on. It's your turn now. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah. basically, this wasn't an episode for me. This was an episode for fangirls who needed reassuring mm-hmm. for eight-year-old kids. Um, I'm afraid I'm yeah. neither of those. It was a very family episode, I suppose, but there wasn't much there for the adults. They started off okay, but <sighs> Doctor's yet to find his feet, and I fucking hate the Paternoster gang even more now. Now, a friend of mine, yeah. his daughter, designed uh, Lady Vastra's little thing that goes in her hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a BBC competition. Somebody else designed Jenny Flint's glove and somebody distracts a little medical device and it was all kids wait plus. are you talking about the car clicker the sonic app yeah. yeah the thing that they basically used uh, to lock the door well it was drastically underused drastically mm. just making mm-hmm. it so it goes beep beep and shutting the car door compared to it was supposed to summon carriages and turns into a sword and does all this kind of stuff I was a bit disappointed mm. in that because I was, I was waiting for that yeah because I was mm. so proud of her for winning I was really looking forward to seeing her stuff up on screen and it was just like beep beep it was like what really that's all you're going to do with it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mud. so there we are I should probably drink well what some. did you think of Clara do you know on the whole I quite like the look of Clara you see she is a bit young for my taste but feisty little brunettes I quite like <laughs> um, but she didn't really have much going for her they ruined the whole impossible girl thing for me when she stood next to a different TARDIS and went oi get in this one yeah previously in uh, an episode where the TARDIS actually turns up she'd said I chose my time lord and that kind of ruined Clara for me mm-hmm. kind of annoyed me this time she kind of annoyed me even more but I think a lot of this was down to the chat that wasn't really there for me. It was down for fangirls so that, mm. you know, they're still watching even though they've got nothing to flick themselves off over now. It's okay to still let the Doctor look. Matt Smith says so. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was a little... It kind of stole his thunder, right? Right. It stole any tension. But Capaldi well. was excellent, because he is. And I'm already getting a bit of a feel for the Doctor. But I'll mm. get onto that when we do the next episode because I'm sure more will have appeared by then okay guys are we done shall we do quotes yeah okay alright well at least I can have first crack at that I suppose yes I quite liked you should make that thing voice activated oh for god's sake it is isn't it I don't want to talk about it I quite like that purely as an ex-biologist where the dumb London policeman went it's just laid an egg and Madame Vastra turned around and says it's dropped a blue box marked police out of its mouth your grasp of biology troubles me Oh, yeah. I like when he's talking about sleeping. He goes, I never bother with sleeping. I just do standing up cat naps. Oh, really? When do you do this? Well, generally, whenever anyone else starts talking, I like to skip ahead to my bets at saves time. Do you know what? I got a sense that that was what we've been doing in the ETC and Second Life for the last seven years is now canon. Because I've been saying exactly the same thing for ages, that Ulon never sleeps. Mm. I just have little stand-up cat naps. Maybe that is true. And you definitely never listen to my character. New. No. God, it's like the twittering of a bird. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you? Oh, I, I did have to laugh when Strax belted Clara in the face no, with the newspaper as well. Oh, that was yes, I did. No, I seriously awful. did. Are you kidding? 
That was fucking No, wait. Slapstick. I love that. Oh. I love that. That's yeah. the only part of Strax that I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing slapped to the ground. I I really enjoyed it because it reminded me of Muppet Christmas Carol, which is one of the greatest movies of all time. And there was a little bit of Strax that I did like, and that was he started turning the gun around on himself to blow himself away. In the, and oh, it, I wasn't even oh, thinking, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. go on, shoot yourself in the face, go on, that'd be brilliant, and taking the piss yeah. out of Strax. I thought that just was quite nice because the Santarum would do that. Finally, something brave and military. He's still quite brave. He's just foolish. Yeah. There's a difference. Do you have a quote, son? Yeah. That whole thing where he went off about the Scottish accent. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I was just going <laughs> down a quotes page, and especially the bit about I'll probably blame the English. Oh, that was great. That whole sequence. And, you know, I've been watching British TV and hanging around Brits and Second Life in here long enough to know that, oh, that's just damn funny. And that's what you get when the showrunner and the lead actor are both Scottish and they both stand next to each other and tell everyone else to fuck off. Yeah, which is what they're doing. I think that about... Oh, tell you what else I liked. I like the quote, droids and apostrophes, I could write a book. I rather like that as well. But anyway. Uh, So where the fuck is this show going now? I have no clue. My only worry is that I hope they don't leave him as only sarcastic. That's your only worry. Because I had that with the six... I'd be thinking about at least. It really didn't work for me. I like sarcasm. Okay, so before we disappear and go our separate ways, don't forget we're on just about all the social media channels if you do those things. And speaking of which, uh, I'd like everybody, if they could, raise a glass to St. Extifer, who's now joins us on Facebook and is posting just as much stuff as the rest of us has because he's got this massive backlog of Doctor Who shit that he's been positively (laughs) spurting at the seams to post for years. And was already providing a good chunk of our content because I've been doing it for three and a half fucking years and it's driving me insane. And Terry, as you know, does, does Google Plus and stuff. So we, we nick each other's things. So St. Extifer, our new TARDIS engineer and more than honorary, a good, solid, outstanding, fervent, upright, solid, rigid, dirty her. Cheers. <laughs> Salute. You've been listening to... The Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. I was so looking forward to seeing what they were going to do with that. fucking finish? You've yep. spoken your bit. Shut the fuck up, the pair of you. I want to say one fucking thing. Just one <laughs> thing that's original and of my own. Shut Go on. the fuck up. Thank you. Go on, then. My point was... Um, my po- <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs>